From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I don't stand for that kind of malarkey in my house. I guess it's a good thing I'm not in your house. Do you want me to slap that smart-ass mouth of yours? Okay, that's the physical abuse. We talked about that lot just before the break. What happens if you're living with someone that's very abusive, whether it's your parent or not? Um, sometimes you have to keep quiet if you're young and it's your parents. Um, that's a really tough one. I would, When I say keep quiet, I mean that if you've tried the experiment, you keep yelling at dad or you keep yelling at mom, when they you try to fight back uh, and they just beat up on you more and there are more emergency room visits. I worked with kids who had broken bones, rib bones and the rest. Um, Then you are putting yourself at high risk, but then you need to not, if you're keeping quiet in terms of provoking, then you definitely need to be noisy on the outside and speak to a teacher or a family friend. Don't keep it as a secret. Let them know and work with them to get you some help, to get your family some help, and to call a spade a spade to to hold the abuser accountable. Um, if, if if it's not that bad, then definitely speak up. Some of the kids, you, you gain your self-esteem, you gain your independence by saying, that's not okay, I didn't like the way you treated me. It stops, I don't ever expect you to lay a hand on me again, Dad. You know, something like that. Just come, come across very forcefully. Um, and right now we're going to turn to the phones and speak with Bob. Bob, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Uh, my mom was never pleased with my choice of a mate, and we've been married now, my wife and I, almost 11 years, and consequently she had said many, many unkind things about her, and consequently I've really had very little to do with her. Now I find out through third parties that she has a a terminal illness, uh, some sort of a bone cancer, and I'm just debating whether to go over there and try to, uh, you know, make some sort of amends, but she's never apologized. Okay, what would be the benefit to you in making amends? What would that give you? Uh, I don't know, maybe some sort of peace of mind that I was able to rise above her pettiness. Was she a good mom in your younger years? Not particularly, no. No. Emotionally distant, cold, manipulative. So is it fair to you to treat her as if she were a good mom? Hmm, I've never never looked at it that way. Hmm, uh, You're probably right, it probably isn't. One of the hardest things we need to do is with the people closest to us is to try to figure out are they a value to us or not and to what extent. It's hard to judge people accurately. So if you gave me a different answer, Bob, if you said, you know, my mom was such an incredibly involved mom and she was so warm, so nurturing. I can remember going to sports games with her and she was never pushy. She was always my best friend. And I can remember how encouraging she was in school, and I can remember how I never felt negative around her. I just felt like I could always speak with her. And when I got married, she was disappointed because she made a mistake. She... You know, she wanted my wife to be the same religion that we were brought up with, and my wife wasn't, even though my wife is a wonderful woman. And my mom had this wrong idea, and she held it against us, and we just had this cold cutoff. If you told me that, Bob, I would say it may be worth connecting because she was such a nice mom to you in your childhood that both of you share that memory, and there's some justice in just saying thanks for that period of your life. But you're saying that's not the case. Emphatically, none of the above. 
None of the above. So what emotions were you feeling as I was saying that? Wouldn't it have been nice? Tell me, what has she said? Give me just a little snapshot of what she said about your wife over the years. Oh, leech, parasite. And I'm assuming none of those are true. I can hear the bite in your voice. Tell yeah, me more correct. about the bite in your voice. Yes, correctly so. Uh, my wife, uh, she likes to you know, do all sorts of things with me, bicycling, cross-country skiing, hiking, uh, camping, outdoor things, kayaking. I mean, she's fun. She's like my, uh, my best friend. We disagree politically, but you can't get everything. So the mother that you wanted, the nurturing mother, you got in a wife. Yes. Wonderful. So the fact that your mother was cruel to her, unjustly cruel, because a leech doesn't describe your wife. It doesn't capture her essence. Parasite doesn't capture her essence. What do you want to do now that your mother has cancer? Uh, you know, my, my gut instinct is to stay away. Okay. That's so nice. What would that give you if you stay away? Basically, uh, no more chances for her to uh, say things that aren't charitable and kind. So, no you, it, shots. so you don't want to leave. You want to leave with your own dignity, saying, yeah. I didn't sanction, I didn't give a yes vote to her corrupt behavior. I didn't appease her. I didn't lie down and let her kick me one last time. Exactly. Now, how close is she to death? Uh, well, she's going to be mugging the Grim Reaper pretty soon, I think. Okay. Maybe a couple of weeks, couple of months. <laughs> I, I can don't. tell you don't love her. <laughs> okay. Siblings? Uh, one sister. One sister. Close to your mom, or she feels as you do? Well, she she's compromised emotionally and intellectually, so she's been dominated by her. So she's like a, whatever she says to do, she's like a puppet. So your mom didn't raise an independent daughter. No, not at all. And you escaped that. You made your own decisions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How would your wife feel if you said, I'm not going to visit her? Has she uh, got cancer? She says, not, she says I'm wasting my time. To go visit her. Yes. So it's a benefit to you. The person that's so wonderful in your life is your wife. Yes. And it's a benefit to you to... Do what? So be supportive of your wife or your mother? That, that, that's obvious, my wife. Right. It seems like you shouldn't feel any guilt. What does the traditional morality tell us? Oh, be a wet blanket, just give in, let people steamroll over you, etc. Right, that you're supposed to turn the other cheek and not judge people independently, that everyone is equal in the eyes of God or whatever mm -hmm. deity they want. Yes. And therefore... You're no different than your wife, than your mother. We're all just the same people, and we all have our flaws. There's some bad in the worst of us, and some good in and the some us, yeah. some good in the uh, worst of us, and some bad in the best of us. And you hear all these platitudes, so rationalization, and all they are are telling you, don't judge, don't use your mind, don't evaluate, don't discriminate between those who have made themselves into better people and those who are not better people who are envious or who want to control rather than to value you. And so it's hard to disentangle ourselves from that morality, which will give you a feeling of guilt if you hold it. But it's unearned guilt. You did nothing wrong. Your mother sacrificed what could have been her son. She could have had a wonderful relationship with you and your wife, and she chose not to. Indeed. Yeah. So just to sum this up, what are your thoughts now? Uh, as I said, I, I feel uh, vindicated. As I said, I, I've never been one to be, 
emotionally uh, driven, like logic has got a rule. I mean, emotion is part of us, otherwise we're robots. But uh, I can't uh, play a role that I don't feel. Being true to yourself, giving you that peace of mind that you thought you might get by visiting mom, mm -hmm. you actually get by being true to yourself, by looking at the emotion that you're feeling and understanding it, considering what underlies the emotion that's telling you, I don't want to go visit my mom. And again, if she had been a wonderful mom and you were taking one moment out of context when she called your wife a parasite but then apologized. Never apologized. Yeah, it would be very different. But in this case, because she tried to control you or because she was not a nurturing mom, because she made the choices she made in her life, she needs to suffer the natural consequences of the choices she made. And it's not you that's cold. It's your mother that chose the lifestyle she did and made herself into the character that she is. And you're the one that's evaluating that and deciding what your top values are in people. And that will help you make the choice here. And I refuse to play the role of being a villain because that's how I'm portrayed to yes. relatives and other yes. people. Yes, you need to know that from the wrong philosophy, from that turn-the-other-cheek philosophy, you will look like a villain to anybody who's a good yes. church-on-Sunday person. Yes. But you don't buy into their moral code. Why would you want an irrational moral code? a self-sacrificial moral code. Why wouldn't you want a rational moral code? And that that's why, that's the basis of my show. It's the rational basis of happiness. You're making sense. Okay. Thank you. Great talking with you, my Bob. My pleasure. Thank you for your time. Okay. Bye-bye. And speaking of that, your own happiness depends on political freedom, your political freedom. Socialism, communism, theocracies, they're all bad for your own life. But many people who live in a free country self-enslave. They follow whatever their parents want or whatever their husband or wife wants, and they, be, they make themselves into duty-bound creatures. Coming up in the show, Dr. Andy Bernstein and I will be talking about your freedom and your happiness. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness, and if you're listening to a delayed broadcast, you can always call me. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. When searching for a potential soulmate, eliminate anyone in whose presence you feel constant friction, annoyance, resentment, anxiety, or self-doubt due to differences in values, personality, habits, tastes, interests, and so on. If you feel like this during the dating process, the problems will get worse. Of those remaining in your potential love pool, pay special attention to anyone who makes you feel fully visible and is a joy to be with, assuming it's not false flattery. Then decide if you can ignore any habits, tastes, and personality traits you don't care for. Are these trade-offs minor or fundamental to you? Are they likely to grow or diminish in importance? Things that bother you a little at first may bother you more later. This is another reason not to rush into a permanent relationship. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.